Hello and welcome to Cinema Hangover Podcast, where three completely unqualified individuals drink and talk about movies. And my name is Shannon. Did you just forget your name for a second? I just forget my name. I'm Oliver, the one that remembers his name. God damn it. And my name's Taylor. And everyone reminds me of my name. All the time. What? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think the we've subject we've of already name, started drinking, so <laughs> this has been a mess. Is also a, a topic of conversation, though. Oh yeah, that's yeah. True. Honestly, some circles, we've known Taylor. Taylor for what? Almost like five, more than that, six, six years? seven yeah. years. Yeah. Um, and he has a new name like every year. I do not have a new name every year. He, God inter- damn it. he introduced himself to my godparents the other day as. Keegan. Yes, because that's my He's like, name. hello, my name's Keegan. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> Have I been calling you by the wrong name this whole time? Yeah. Yes, you just like mistaken that's it. That's another discussion. <laughs> we'll talk about that again after this podcast. But anyways, since we've already we've been already drinking, been why don't you tell us what we're drinking, yeah. Oliver? We're drinking espresso martinis by On The Rocks. Ooh. And then once we're done with this, we've got a nice bottle of red wine. Kings of Prohibition, Cabernet Sauvignon. Honestly, the main reason Ooh, I got this was because the bottle looks dope as shit. Yeah, the, the bottle, bottle does really look cool. really cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's a fancy got, bottle. It might not be that fancy. We've got but the... fancy drinks for a fancy movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> the most refined of movies. <laughs> God damn. So the movie we're going to be talking about today is Mission Impossible. Uh, the first one that was released in 1996, starring Tom Cruise. Oh, I was one years old. Oh, I think it was like <laughs> two. Yeah, I must have been around two. Now, this was directed by Brian De Palma, um, oh, De Palma, sorry, and he actually was the same director for Scarface and Carrie, for the original Carrie from back in the mm-hmm. 70s, so, which I was surprised by, so that actually is pretty cool, mm-hmm. it has a bit of like a, that creative legacy there. And the synopsis of this film is that Ethan Hunt, a secret agent, played is by Tom Cruise. Played by Tom Cruise. <laughs> I already mentioned the star Tom Cruise. Well, I know, but he's, he's Tom Cruise. Yes, yes. Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise is a secret agent that is framed for the deaths of his espionage team and attempts to flee government assassins who are chasing after him. He races against the clock in order to discover the truth. And this... Exactly. Now... Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was basically just going to elaborate like a little bit further on the synopsis. Essentially, yeah, yeah, he's framed for murders, but the reason he's framed is because they think that he's the mole. Yes. Right, right. And that's kind of the big part. So the searching for truth is him finding who the real mole is within this organization, right? Yep, yep. Now, to give some backstory behind this film, and this was something I totally did not know until I started, like, diving into it. So, Mission Impossible, this film is actually based on a TV series. So, back in the 60s... Yeah, it is. So, back in the 60s, especially, you know, this was the midst of the Cold War and all that jazz, this was where a lot of the spy, espionage-esque type of films and TV shows started coming out. James Bond. Exactly. James Bond. uh, Mission Impossible was actually one of those TV series. And Get Smart um, was actually another TV series. It's a bit more of the parody type of stuff. And this uh, TV series actually started back in, like, 1966 and went on for seven seasons until, like, 1973. And then was... Brought back in the 80s for like two seasons with most of the same cast. And then they decided to make it into a movie. Uh, Quite a bit six. after, though. The yeah. Sh- the show had been over for a bit. Yeah. Um, so it started back up in 1988 and then it turned it, for two seasons. Six. Then, yeah. Is when and, this movie came out. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so funny enough, uh, Tom Cruise, he would actually watch Mission Impossible like previously when he was younger. And when he had the opportunity in establishing the company that he has with, uh, it's called 
Cruz and Ragnar, if I'm not mistaken. That's the production company yeah, that he has. Yep. And they recognized that, oh, hey, they were able to get access to the Mission Impossible like, IP and say, hey, let's make a movie. Well, hmm. this is... And they and this made, is, like, well, five now, right? Oh, there's, no, this is, like, There's five, six, six is coming out. And I think seven. our plan no, like, is to like watch six, this seven. and do a, a recording on this, mm-hmm. and then we're all going to watch... All of them. All of them, and, and then do a recording. second <clears throat> recording on the new one. Exactly. Well, no, on Fallout, which is the fifth one. And then we're going to do a third recording at Wait, some point. Wait, isn't there on the a one... James Bond called Fallout? No, that no, might be Skyfall. Skyfall, Sky yeah. okay. Yeah. That, this is my first time watching Mission Impossible, yeah. so... <laughs> but same here. Is, so I'm just like at the <laughs> oh, tiniest... Oh, is it? Yeah, same here. Oh, not, okay. Not mine. Um, but this is... So this is kind of, I guess, another fun fact. One of the first, or if not the first, the big movie that made Tom Cruise like an action star. Yeah, he was typically. I heard he. Cast I heard like he this... did a lot of his own action, like his own stunts too. Oh yeah, that's what oh, he's known for. And I'll yeah. tell you what, I've seen. I've seen I've... some crazy videos of he does him almost doing... all of his own stunts. Yeah, it's doing badass. like a stunt with an airplane. I don't know if that's in one of these Mission Impossible. I would assume so. A lot of the his where it's like, like a legit so... airplane that he's just hanging onto. Obviously, he has a harness. Right. But that's does, that's insane. He does almost all of his own stunts. Yeah. Um, and and you'll man, you you two are in for a treat, like as we continue down this path, because there's some crazy I mean, even in this one, they blow up a real fish tank, or at least a glasses of Those like tanks of fish. water, and you see him like running out from behind that. Like there's all sorts of stunts that are smaller scale in this mm-hmm. one. Um, but <clears throat> really quick yeah. in the second one, watch for the there's a very specific moment, I won't give any spoilers, <laughs> where a, a sharp object trying to be as ambiguous oh. as up, like I can be, comes within like centimeters of his eye. Mm. Real stunt. They had like a real sharp object on a line that they dropped and it stopped within like centimeters of his eye. Dude, so when you see that, scary. when you see that in Mission Impossible 2, know that that's real. That's not fake. That's a real stunt. But that's two. Everyone hates Tom Cruise, right? Well, uh, I don't yeah. know if everyone hates him. <clears throat> So, Isn't he like a... He's a Scientologist. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's, that's yeah. why. And he's crazy. I think like people like have acknowledged that he's kind of crazy. So It sounds like he's kind of a cool dude doing all his stunts. So actually, let's actually talk about Tom Cruise for a bit, because this is actually uh, something that actually Before stood out quite a bit. Before we get the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. Tom Cruise, in of himself, he comes from that unique group like of actors that we basically grew up with, like when I say unique group, they are like the A listers, like the Brad mm-hmm. Pitts, the Angie, Angelina right. Jolie's, the George Clooney's, the Denzel Washingtons, the Morgan Freeman, like the cla- almost not classic Hollywood, but like the they're know, like new like, wave classic, new Hollywood. wave classic. Yeah, yeah, I would say like yeah, yeah, yeah. and he is that continuation of that. So he is like a, a he, and he looks fucking good for his age. Yeah, we like talk about that. It's all the child blood. Yeah, it's all the baby blood. Yeah, but he, he's like uh, in that classification of like superstar. Yeah, status. like everyone so, yeah. knows Tom Cruise. Everyone knows who Tom Cruise is. His name is like synonymous with action exactly. movies and stuff. Yeah, um, and I I think I think it's interesting to see that this is kind of the movie that kicked him off into that moniker. Of True. Did when did the original Top Gun Maverick come 80. out? Oh, or not, not top, just Top Gun. Just Top Gun, sorry. It was the sorry. late 80s. If, like, it was like 80, mid to late 80s. So that came out before this. Yes. Yes. But, and you, that, that, role was, but that role was very different. He yeah. was like casted in a lot of movies as like the cute guy. Like yeah. the, the handsome, young, like young male star. Okay. Okay. Like, and this kind of kicked off his career of being like 
or a badass yeah kind action of action person the action guy like he showed his action chops in this okay so one of the things about Tom Cruise that really makes him stand out not only in a lot of his roles but also kind of translates into his personality is that he has that unique blend of being you know charming but very confident and arrogant and but being able to pass it off like this guy when he says he could do some shit he actually can actually pull it off. And oh, that's he's like, he has an affinity for danger. Like, just exactly. doing stunts and things that he really shouldn't be doing. Right, it. right. He broke his ankle on one of these... You, we'll get to that point, too. <laughs> he fucking smashed his ankle and broke his ankle jumping from one building to another in Mission Impossible, I think, Ghost Protocol or something? Yeah, I think that, yeah. I actually, Jeez. I think that was one of the things that he actually, gets, like, actually gained promotion hurt. for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. He's also, like, four foot two. He's not four four two. He's like five six. Or some shit. He's not five six. I think he's shorter than five. Six. Oh shit! Oh wait, five five. Doesn't he like wear like really tall yeah. boots? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't want to just like turning into us shitting on top. That's what I was about to say. The last thing I'll say. Dun- I, well, the last thing I'm gonna say. Duncan on Tom Cruise. Oh, his teeth are not symmetrical. Oh my god, Oliver! Nobody's teeth are symmetrical. Wait, is that like a look up an image right now of Tom Cruise teeth? And then is that you'll like see a thing? How his, you'll see if how you're making his... fun of his teeth, I'm surprised that you never made fun of my teeth before I got in this Well, his front, one of his front teeth is centered underneath his nose. Really? What? Yeah. Everybody listening, look up uh, Tom Cruise front teeth symmetrical you or something like that. You were so mean. The fact that you know, that being said, <laughs> like, Shannon's laughing because she looked it up. <laughs> and now you won't be able to unsee it, right? <laughs> that being said, I think Tom Cruise is a pretty... <laughs> Oh, you see exactly what I mean. Shannon, just pull up the image. Oh, shit. Yeah, now you won't be able to unsee it whenever you watch him. Are lots of people like that? Or is it just... I bet that's actually like a legit thing I'm going to look at my camera now and see if my teeth are like that. But anyways, no, I really like like Tom Cruise as an actor. Is he... To me, he is less likable, but a better actor than Keanu Reeves. I... As far as like action action actors go and okay so when you say that do you mean in being able to add more value to in the role acting in a, <laughs> you know what do i need to spell it out <laughs> just <acting>. kidding <laughs> i'm not talking about stunts and I, again i think keanu reeves is a much nicer guy but they're kind of both um <clears throat> older movie stars that are like cast into the action roles They've really. Mm-hmm. I do think Tom being... Cruise is the better actor. Yes, I, 100% I, I love Keanu Reeves actor. way better. Yes, so mm-hmm. I think he's a cooler guy. I think yeah. I'd hang out with him on the oh, daily. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think that Tom Cruise is the better actor, which makes no sense because I'm about to say something <laughs> that completely contradicts what I just said. I don't think I've actually watched a lot of Tom Cruise movies. That is fair. Like, no, but when you besides. This and maybe Top Gun. No, you've probably seen you've probably seen more, but I think that for you to say that you would also be acknowledging that when he's on screen, he is giving like pretty good performances. Yeah, like it, it's it. He's a pretty good actor in the roles that he's in. You know, maybe they're not the most like nuanced roles ever, but mm. like he he does sell it. He does sell mm-hmm. the roles that he's in. Whereas, like, I don't think Keanu Reeves is that great of an actor. But a really he's not cool like guy. terrible, but no, he's not no. like amazing. Yeah. yeah, right. And I think that. But if somebody fucked with my dog, I'd kill him too. Okay, we're not talking Sorry. about John Wick. 
<laughs> but regarding acting in this, I think that everybody in this movie is actually pretty good. Yeah. I, I really don't think that there was any one performance in it that I was like, oh, God, that... This was, like, absolutely terrible, guy. like, something like that. Yeah. 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 No, I I agree. Like, looking back at this and recognizing, oh, yeah, this is, like, a film from, like, the, you know, 90s. This is... I found out this film actually came out before Jurassic Park, so this is, like, in the midst of, like, the 90s, like, fr- like the decade of awesome movies. This is, like, the Disney renaissance, the oh. classic movies that they're rebooting and recreating sequels for all throughout the course of the I last 10, 15 years. I do Jurassic Park. That would be fun. I also I think, I also think yeah. that the, these Mission Impossible movies, and obviously we're on the first one, but... Mm. They are also kind of unique in that they're probably one of the only movies that I know of that are now on like, you know, six and seven are coming out here pretty quick. Yeah. That have progressively gotten better. Like people seem to have liked yeah. them more than when they first came out. Like this is actually a franchise that they actually learned from their mistakes and refined their craft instead of just milking it and being just absolutely trash. Like <coughs> Fast Fears. I have a question okay. for both of you. Well, I guess maybe not you, mm. Taylor. Damn. Because <laughs> have you have you seen any of the Mission Impossibles? No. All right, Oliver. I don't know if I'll be able to answer whatever this question is. Mm-hmm. James Bond or Mission Impossible? You mean Ethan Hunt? Um, or I just, guess. What are you, are well, you there's James Bond. Yeah, what do you, oh, yeah, like, like the, the James Bond movie, the series. The James Bond. James Bond. The James Bond. James Bond. Are you asking me if I like those movies more? Yeah. Or if I like. Um, Ooh, you're that, talking about like mm. the Daniel Craig James Bond movies, like the new ones. Because that's a kind that's of a t- trick that's question. That's tough because yeah. like those came out. I mean, the first. I mean, Casino Royale came out mid oh, to shit. late. We might have to make that. Episode. I'm just going to say that right now. They're they're newer, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't seen what people have said is like the best Mission Impossible movie, which is Fallout. And I because they're I mean they're different, those. but they're very similar. Yeah, they are. Um, I I haven't seen. First of all, I haven't seen any of the Mission Impossibles in long time mm-hmm. and i haven't seen the ones that people seem to agree are like the best ones which mm-hmm. are like the last two so that mm. being said if i'm going off of just mission impossible one two and three and casino Go. royale oh. quantum of solace and skyfall mm-hmm. have you seen any other inspector inspector are you just focusing on like the Jenner craig ones or are you yeah. also considering i think like... that's what she's okay. referring to right the i mean Daniel that's about the, the only ones i've seen i guess I would, there's in, other ones in that question the longest answer of all time um i the daniel craig James Bond movies I like more. But they're yeah. newer. What about the older ones? It sounds like there's an... No, I mean, I think the older... Ones. Yeah, I think the older James Bond movies aren't that great. There's some good ones. That's, but, that in itself is like a But there's like a like hundred James Bond movies. And, and there's been like yeah. five different James Bond or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, I was just interested yeah, because like I, they I are that, very but similar types of movies. It's I mean, right. almost... Yeah, they are. Spies. Yeah, for sure. And I agree, <laughs> but they're, they're almost... They're almost... The only spy movie I ever watched before was... Spy Kids. Oh my oh fucking boy. god! Oh, 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 oh Lord! Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Pause. The I idea mean, that someone's uh, like, I mean, I've seen a couple of the James Bond movies, but oh, other than that, Spy just, Kids is the only spy movie I'm I really imagine, watched. Like, to a degree, like I, I bet there's a bunch of people out there that was like their first spy movie was legit James Bond. They watched either like a Sean Connery, oh, or, like a Pierce Brosnan, but then so, so like, no, my first spy movie was Spy Kids. <laughs> so many people probably relate with me. Fair, fair relate to me. I mean, to be fair, I. I did watch Spy Kids when I was a kid too. Like I actually had like the VHS for like all three movies. Right, that, I mean, so, that was like our shit growing Spy up. Spy Kids was sick. Spy yeah. Kids were, was pretty. Spy damn Kids sick. one and two. Spy Kids Ugh. three three D was only okay. Yeah. Let's bring Spy Kids back. Elijah Wood isn't. They Spy did Kids try to bring 3D. it back. 
Did they? Yeah, they made like a fourth. Okay, S okay. Movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're way I feel off like track. we like have yeah. not even talked about no, this movie. So haven't. let's like let's talk about. Right, okay, so the, I mean, it's been out for a long time, and basically, you know, if, if we're doing a play by play, it is Tom Cruise with his entire team has been killed, um, except for one, uh, Claire, who's played by Emmanuel Pr. She's a babe. Hey, holy okay. shit! Dude. But she's she's supposed to be. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's anyway, like seven points where like, I know why they cast her. Yeah. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they, but, did, they did well. They so did. she's the only one that survives, and he basically takes it upon himself to uh, get this list. It's I guess it's kind of a convoluted story to explain what over a podcast. He is framed in trying to capture this list where it explains all of the undercover agents' code names and their real names. Basically, yeah. he would just out all of the undercover agents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was framed trying to capture that, so then he tries to capture it for real to find the person that framed him trying to capture it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, right? You, yeah. You know what's funny? And, oh, sorry. I'll well, and, and I was just going to say, and in that, all of his team gets killed, except for Claire, um, and so he takes it upon himself to find this list, steal it from... The CIA? Yeah, the CIA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sell it, or, you know, air quote sell it. He doesn't plan on actually selling it. Right. To the original buyer under the condition that the person that sold him out or the person that framed him mm-hmm. is also there. Yeah. Um, and in this adventure that he goes on, there's probably one of the... I, I still think it's it's super iconic, but it's such a cool scene where he is infiltrating the CIA. Oh, yes, yes. They have this super high superior whatever you want to call it security system mm-hmm. and he's like repelling from mm-hmm. the ceiling in can we talk about yeah. the music so really started, quick yeah. let's let's so put when a we started, pause yeah and... so when we started yeah. this yeah we'll, we'll, we'll sort of so circle back but when we started this movie that um, awesome truly amazing theme iconic yeah. theme yeah. starts playing and shannon is like where is this from <laughs> oh my god and i was like oh, it's from mission impossible and she was like, no, it's not. It's from somewhere else. I know it. I'm like, Shannon, no, it's from this. No, it's not. Yeah, well, I think I've been, like, hearing it a lot on TikTok recently. Oh, my God. This is a TikTok song. This isn't I'm sorry. That that was, okay. You know that moment where there's, like, someone, like, okay. It's like that moment where I'm imagining, like, a kid watching Shrek. And the parent is like, like watching them watch Shrek, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Like I said in that thing before, it's like, "No, yeah, it's from this movie." No, it's not from Shrek. It's like, "No, it's from this movie." It's like, "No, it's from fucking Shrek." It's like, I think Oliver like, hates me ninety percent like, of the time we watch movies like this. I had to pause it and be like, "No, this is the Mission Impossible <laughs> song, Shannon. This is not." I was the like, TikTok "No, it's song. totally from something else." And she starts googling it, and like, which oh is the number god. one thing that she does, and she's always wrong. I did not start googling it. Well, Where, maybe what, it was what, on what would I have even googled? What is this song from? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what song? <laughs> but um. Anyways, but let's yeah. get back to the movie. <laughs> but funny enough that you mentioned how just trying to explain the plot in of itself is a bit convoluted because one of the things that I was trying to get a sense of is how was the movie received uh, back in the day, and it was received fairly decently. I mean, it did well in terms of like actual financially, like it did mm-hmm. well like for the weekend it came out and actually made like a decent chunk of money. But some of the critiques that the movie had was that, you know, it was cool action, but the plot was a bit convoluted and I'm like, eh, I mean, I well, feel it, like it was. But okay, that's but the thing. But here's the thing is that 
I think what makes Mission Impossible a little bit unique, mm-hmm. um, especially during this period of time it came out in, is that you do kind of have to pay attention. You do have to listen to all the different conversations. Yes. The dialogues. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I guess that's right true because I think for a hot minute I was kind of confused by what the knock list was. Well, and, and that's like Oliver was saying is the list of agents kind of exposing like their name, their code their names, identity. and their true yeah. identity. Yeah. So I was kind of confused by because they kept referring it to it as the knock list. Mm-hmm. And I was confused for like probably half the movie about what that was. Mm. And I think that it's, I, I do think that there's so much in the dialogue here that if you aren't really listening, you'll miss things pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. Um, it does, it does kind of at the end, especially with the reveals, like kind of play back what yeah. was said so mm-hmm. that you, you catch it. But there's a lot that's explained, especially immediately, like right. right off the bat, you're kind of like in it. And then there's a double cross and then there's like another another double cross like right. back to back double crosses and so if you're not really paying attention right. yeah if you're not paying attention you i think it could be convoluted yeah. if you, you know so talking about reveals mm. without revealing anything was we haven't really gone into spoiler alert so don't say anything mm. but was there did you know who it was early on i mean like out of all the characters it's like the best way I can describe this is like a Scooby-Doo moment. It's like they already introduced who the bad guy is like in like the first couple of seconds. So you kind of have a sense for it. And mm-hmm. also, this is one of the other things that I had a question for like the panel in terms of like just watching the movie. panel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the panel. But when you've seen a decent chunk of movies, especially like in the modern day and you're going back, checking out like the foundational movies that kind of set everything like forward. When you kind of see, like, how things go, you kind of already know how the plots go and how the stories, like, unveil. You can already figure out who the bad guy is early on. That's why movies nowadays are actually trying to be more, you know, subvert expectations and all that jazz. But do you think that when you look back at older movies, it's trickier to, like, fully appreciate them because you already have the sensibilities of being ex- exposed to... So I, for me, this is it's kind of like a good question because I, I feel the same way with twist endings. I'm, mm. I'll get on my high horse here just for a second as mm. I explain where I, like my perspective. Mm-hmm. I think like a, the best twist endings or the best reveals, whether it's like a villain or a twist or whatever it is, the best ones are, have been like kind of in front of your face the whole time but they play it well enough that you don't catch it until the mm-hmm. end. And then right. you have an aha moment. Right. In my opinion, the worst ones are the ones where you never had enough information yeah. to know who it was. And right. now it's just like, oh, it was this person. And isn't that super crazy? Yeah. I think Mission Impossible does a pretty good job of giving you hints throughout the way that if you are, like if you watch it a second time, you can pick up on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not it. It rides that line a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I do think like I didn't pick up on it for I I watching it a second time. Honestly, it, until the reveal, like I was thinking it was somebody else who it, well, it kind of was, but it wasn't. Yeah. So, it, but if you watch it a second time, all of the information kind of is there mm-hmm. for you to pick up on. Uh, it's just it would be interesting to see it, watch it a second time, and knowing. Who it is. Yeah, right, I don't think right. it's like, you know, quite like, it doesn't make the reveal that much more like shocking or satisfying knowing mm-hmm. who it is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is kind of cool that it was, it, it, it was there, there are hints there yeah. to see who it is. You could solve the puzzle. I, and I do yeah. like that. I do like that it's like there's there's hints, but it's like not obvious in your face. 
But I do think that along the way, there are some really cool scenes. Oh, I yeah. Think, like uh, the scene that I was speaking about earlier, the one where he's infiltrating the CIA yeah. and they have to do like, uh, what? Oh, you t- Shannon tasted the wine. Yeah, we just poured some face. wine and it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. That's actually not bad. Yeah, but they infiltrate it and they have to like distract the guy that's in the mainframe room yeah. and all these different things. And he repels from this Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt. Repels from the ceiling. He can't make any noise. He can't raise the temperature in the room. Mm-hmm. He before can't touch you, the floor. Yeah, before you go on, should is there like a lot of spoilers? Should we just get no, into spoiler no. alert? Well, I think we Everyone's can, already we'll watched progress right? there. We'll progress there right after this, basically. Yeah, okay. like once we okay. talk about like yeah. the finale aspect of it, then yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, um, pre-warning to spoilers. Yes. That, when you start any podcast, the pre-warning. Okay. Is, but, Continue. <laughs> but he's repelling from the ceiling, and it's just a super cool scene that he's actually, I mean, he's actually suspended. Yeah. And then the rat that comes out on the Dude. Being, So he's being he's being lowered um, by someone he hires. Yeah. Um, and the guy's name I can find it probably in a second. Oh, John Reno. He's Franz Franz Krieger. Dude, I can't dude, wait dude, to the, talk about something. The amount of, like, when I saw the rap pop up, I was like, I know what the fuck's about to happen. Don't oh, be no, that bitch. was like. Don't be a little bitch and be like, you fucker, don't get distracted by the fucking rat, you dumb shit. I mean, that was, was obvious, that... but, like, I would have fucking freaked out. So, he hires. <laughs> but, so, like, what did he do to the rat? Because, like. He oh, he, like, killed it. Yeah, he killed but it. how? He freaked it. out and, like, smashed it. Yeah. Did we see that? No. Well, you see it cut. A, you, you know, see, you see him like it. freak out. He smacks the You see the rat, Tom Cruise and then he, fall, like, grabs the rope. and then you see him again, and there's just a dead. Rat yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> before he does, before they infiltrate in this mission, he hires this guy, um, Krieger, mm-hmm. and then he also <clears> hires <throat> another guy played by Ving Rhames. Who's oh, that was awesome. his like actor's name. Luther yeah, Stick- Stickle. Yeah, yeah. He and actually he's a lot like, of things. Yeah, he's like the hacker man. Yeah, yeah. Um, hacker man. And whereas Krieger's kind of like the muscle, right? Yeah. And so he hires these two guys that are both uh, previously excommunicated, disavowed, know, but, disavowed. Yeah, yeah. So basically, one of the things that's actually a running concept that's not only in this movie but also in the show itself was that anytime you get briefed on a mission. One of the main clauses that, oh, and if for any reason the mission fails, you will be disavowed and the Secretary of Defense the, will yeah, like, not even acknowledge not taking you. Any, yeah, we're not yeah. taking any blame for what happened. Exactly. So no accountability. So it's like that idea that if you fuck up or whatever circumstance happens where you basically get burned yeah. and you are not. You're accepting that the mission should you accept it. Exactly. Yeah. So and that's one of the cool elements about this movie that. I actually did get a chance to find some of the old school like episodes from like back in the day, the actual on YouTube. And it's kind of cool. Like when you actually see some of the episodes and see what they actually carried over into the movies, um, it's actually pretty cool. Cause yeah. that whole briefing, that's part of it. The intro, which just a random side note, when I saw the intro, I was like, are they, is this like a trailer? Are they showing me like everything that's happening in the movie? And like the little like, clip show. Yeah. Yeah. I was happens. like, the fuck is this? But then yeah. when I actually look back at the, intro for the tv show that was just an homage to the tv show yeah. like oh that's what they do that's perfectly yeah. fine and like literally that entire opening sequence is an homage to the tv show and even the character that john voight is playing uh phillips or something like that jim phillips something like that jim He's phelps jim phelps jim phelps there we go he is actually supposed to be again an homage to the team leader that's a part of the series from season two onward oh, so I didn't know that. yeah yeah so he's actually supposed to be like the leader like, and, and he is in this. He is like the leader. Yeah, exactly. And he, gets, he gets killed. 
Yes. Uh, in the beginning. Yes. And I mean, it's kind of like the a beginning. There's there's like one thing I have to point out, like the oh, please, cine- yeah. cinephile geeky part of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one really cool shot in the very beginning when mm-hmm. they're in that like embassy or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, where the camera is in one room and then it like goes up the elevator shaft to see like someone on top of the elevator and then goes out mm-hmm. into another room. Mm-hmm. It's all like one shot through yeah. the walls. Mm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, Deep yeah. Deep out about that one. That was, that was See, that's cool. one of the things. I feel like this is like the, uh, I'm glad that you can still geek out over stuff like that. Yeah. But I do feel like with, I feel like maybe I don't appreciate, I love action movies. Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna what I'm gonna say is gonna make it seem like I don't love action movies. I do love action mm-hmm. movies, but I feel like I don't appreciate the everything that goes into it as much. Yeah. And oh. Only because I feel like I'm just like like the behind the scenes. I'm having of it? so much fun watching the movie. Oh. That I'm not. I don't think I really like think about it. And maybe right. that's a good thing. You're not yeah, like no, invested I mean, into that's like cool. what it takes to like right. make it happen. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess like. I go into a lot of action movies with like pretty low expectations. Um, e- e- like oh, not, I mean, not like not. I don't. I guess I just. I, 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 guess, I, I mean, I'm going mean, in for like yeah. a fun time. I'm not yeah. going in for like anything that's gonna like really. Holy make shit, me. that was amazing! Right. Type of deal. For most action movies, <clears throat> right? I feel like I'm actually the same way. Like I, I go into action movies like n- maybe not with low expectations, but like mm. maybe I'm not that wasn't a the huge, right way to put it. But I'm not a huge action movie. Like I don't seek out watching action movies. Right. But if it pops but up, you're when like, I, just but when I do watch them. I always enjoy them. Yeah, yeah. You, I feel like that's like the the standard that should be put on your tombstone. Because I know you, I you, I every probably movie that you think I you probably like, you should like keep that in mind. <laughs> like I every time I watch an action movie, I like it. Same but thing like, with dramas. Same thing. With... Well, dramas and thrillers are usually like my go-to movies. Oh, fair. And anytime Sorry, Oliver wants to watch, watch an action movie, I'm like, eh, no. But I always enjoy action yeah. movies. But anyways, so, well, I guess, movies are cool. so I guess what I was saying is not that I have low expectations, like I think it's going to suck, but I mm. kind of like, I'm from a lot of action movies I'm going in and I'm like, I just want to have like a good time mm-hmm. action, right? So then when I see things like that, where I can see the filmmaker come through and do something that didn't really need to be done, but is cool as far as like the actual production and direction of a movie, yeah. I appreciate it. I'm like, okay, they're taking the extra effort. That's what separates a movie like a moment like that mm-hmm. that I just described mm-hmm. in the elevator is everything when it separates itself from a movie like Plane that we just watched. Which <laughs> is I don't want to I don't want this to become the Plane <laughs> podcast, but we just watched that. It just came out with Gerard Butler. It's like a fun movie, but there's it. there's there's nothing remarkable like, about it. At all. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't want to get into it, but there's I guess like what I'm, what I'm saying is there's never there was no shots like there was oh, no shit. shots like that. There was no like really cool yeah. moments. There was no like when I say cool moments, I mean like there were so many cool moments. What are you talking about? In the direction in the film work. It's you should just, rewatch it. It's anyone could have made that movie with the same budget. It's just like you know back and forth. anyway whatever. That's not what the point. The point is is that it is I liked playing. It is not necessary to have shots like that all the time. In right, action right, right. Movies. I see what you're and saying. So I when it saying. is in an act, when there are the time is taken to make these really cool shots or do things with practical effects, yeah. and maybe that's why I, I don't like it. try to like pay. Maybe that's why I don't pay attention to it because right. I don't really expect it from an action movie. Right. Like y- you don't go into it. Like obviously, you know, it takes a lot of work. Like mm-hmm. you know that there's a lot of stunts that they're doing and. Mm-hmm. Not all in all that. action movies, though, with CGI, with, there's like you yeah, don't, I mean, I guess that's true, but there's still some stunts Speaking that you have CGI, to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's still some stunts that you have to do, but you 
they're not really focused on the cinematography and action well, movies so I feel but like I would argue that they should be so no and that's what I'm saying like I think that that's a cool I like you bringing that up is cool and obviously you noticed it and I like I wish I would have noticed it but when I'm watching an action movie I just don't I don't even think to look at that yeah and right. I, I do try to look at those things when I watch movies now mm-hmm. but I not with action movies and it's but, kind of interesting to but, like you know like even even with the scene that I was talking about before I got on the elevator tangent I mean it's it's all real stunts being done like it's mm-hmm. it's he's actually being repelled there's all sorts of like these wide shots where you can see that he's actually hanging oh yeah you can see it's 15 feet from the ceiling or whatever it is like and it's there's there's just cool moments and cool camera shots that are it's actually happening <laughs> I'm so, not saying like, CGI I wanna, or, <laughs> do you want to break up when he's like when and I'm kind of circling black back to when he is repelled from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. And the rat comes out and he yeah. Kinda, so this character, what's his name? Krieger. Yeah. Drops Krieger. Ethan Hunt to the ground and He's he is lowering like, him from the ceiling on like a yeah. Repel. Yeah, but he freaks out, so he ends up dropping him to the ground pretty much, and he's mm. inches away oh, yeah. from the ground. He's like, like a hand yeah. away. And yeah. all I could think about that whole entire scene, besides the rap portion, but the whole entire scene is like, holy fuck, what a workout. Because mm. he ha- he is literally yeah. holding his arms up, holding mm-hmm. his legs up. Mm-hmm. He is it's inches abs, from basically. the... Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is inches from the ground and he has to like maintain and that position. Mind you, what I was just saying, it cuts away and you see that he's actually hanging mm-hmm. and yes. actually suspended yeah. off the ground yes. doing that. It's All like, I can think about is like when just... I'm trying to do little Superman workouts <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's this It's not hurts. just a close-up of his face, which is what any other action movie probably yeah. would have done. Right, just right. Like showed his it's, face. His full and like, body. Like or, he's not like, sh- or just showed a close-up so you can't see that he's actually yeah. on something. Like He's actually suspended. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see him struggling and what's, sweating. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, too, is that a couple scenes prior to that, as they're actually climbing the vents to get in position to do that, like, suspension scene, I just noticed, this is just me, fitness brain, but I just noticed, like, how his forearms were set and, like, like basically, yeah. like, size of forearms. Like, I'm like, holy shit, this guy actually works out. Like, mm-hmm. he actually he's got pretty, trained. He's like, pretty built. This man's, I mean, like, actually yeah, legit. Yeah. And another, thing, yeah. and another thing I noticed while we're talking about this scene is that yeah. he's climbing through this vent, right? This yeah, vent. yeah, yeah. And in the next scene where he's repelling, he's got dirt all over his elbows and forearms. Yeah. I also just no- like a cool or dust all over. I also it, noticed like the like, shoes, wait, like attention to detail. I'm sorry. Now I'm just like <laughs> I'm just fucking geeking. Yeah, out yeah a go for it. Yeah. But when they're first climbing up the elevator shaft and they're using those magnetic mm. things, I think like suction cups. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but can can you imagine like because at one point you have to like reach your arm up. Yeah. And then take the other one off. Yeah. And pull your body up. Yeah. Yep. How did he do that? Yeah. Um, was that fake? I'm really curious if there was some. Well, I'm not sure if there. Oh, was there a it, harness? Was there not? Because it depends. No, if, if he fell, just... he actually plummeted 50 feet. Down. God no. <laughs> but um, I'm really curious of a. Will the actually suction cups actually work? If no, then that's I don't fine. Think so can was the actually wire work done? If not, it, they could have literally done there's the There's a really shot. good chance that it was horizontal. Exactly. Because oh, that's what they did. Right. Yeah, yeah. But there's... there's you're yeah, probably but, right. But yeah, is, that's definitely how they do it. Is, uh, what definitely isn't horizontal is when he's done climbing up the shaft and then he hoists himself into another shaft, definitely actually lifting himself up into the other shaft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can tell by him struggling. Yeah. Yeah, the, like just the His way that his physicality was set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He was like, huh, you can yeah. see like the pump in yeah. his forearms. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. the the 
Point is, it's just a really, really well-executed scene. Super yeah. cool. I mean, the most iconic scene from the entire movie, and for sure. And shoot, the amount of times that has been parodied or spoofed or referenced. Hell, Shrek, like, 2 even did that with, like, Pinocchio, like, going down and trying oh, to... Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's literally... Yeah. The, if you think, that is it, so Anytime funny. you think about anyone repelling down any point after 96, it's a reference to fucking Mission Impossible. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And then after this, they get the that disc. so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then, okay. He, they get the disc, right? <laughs> yeah. So they get the disc. He hands it to Krieger. Uh, the next scene, it's Krieger saying, like, hey, I'm, I've got the disc. You're going to take me to meet this guy with you, so I get the money or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Tom Cruise is like, fuck you, dude. No, I'm, I got the disc right here. And then he does sleight of hand, which yeah. I feel like he actually was doing. Am I? Oh, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he actually knew how to do it. No, he for sure. Yeah. Definitely was really doing sleight of hand. Yeah, that he was like kind of me. making it pop out on one hand yeah. and then making it disappear and come out of another yeah, yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah, that actually looked so authentic. This... It looked real. Um, but there was a moment where I was, I was sitting there and I was like, "Oh shit, does he?" Act? I couldn't remember. I was like, "Does he actually have the?" That's disc, what I was thinking too. Someone else. He was just bullshitting him. I was like, was "Are you bullshitting this man?" And he was. He was com- so. And Krieger, I was like, "That was fantastic." Basically, I love basically, that. Ethan Hunt great. has the poker face and is like, "You really think I would give you it?" And he pulls the disc out of his pocket. And yeah. He's like, this is it right here. I would never give you the actual disc. Mm-hmm. Like I had two on me the whole time. And you do see that he had two. And mm-hmm. that right there is an example of. Even though this is supposed to be like well, you know, everyone blockbuster action. obviously believed him in the <clears throat> room, right. right? But even though this is supposed to be like a blockbuster type movie, I love moments like that because those are character defining moments, which mm-hmm. shows that Ethan Hunt is a very witty, very clever, and very attentive spy, right. and he knows how to work people. And there's and, multiple points in the movie where he kind of shows that too. Oh yeah, and I am actually excited as a result to see that evolve in his character throughout the rest of the movies because. Actually, oh, I'm so excited to watch. You the other know ones. what? I'm going to say this now. It would be curious to see if watching the Mission Impossible movies throughout the course of you know the like the next you know couple of episodes, whatever, that we get to see the evolution of how spy movies are like depicted mm-hmm. and it being reflected in the Mission they Impossible get, movies. They get bigger for sure. Right. Movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, something that you should both note, though, before you watch them, is they actually chose to not have the same director ever, twice. Did they what? do the same? Mm-hmm. Same thing that the Star Wars did. Why? Why did How they, do you why feel did they about choose to do that? that? <clears throat> or should we I, wait until... I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, should we, I, we should probably wait until... That in they the only yeah. repeated directors, I think, between Fallout and Ghost Protocol, the last two, or something huh. like that. Well, okay, so that presents an interesting thought, because, okay, so my understanding... So with Mission we're kind Impos- of documenting your first feelings here before we finish it. I know, right? This yeah. is actually quite exciting. I love our it. Next episode with it. So with Mission Impossible one, two, and three. So Mission Impossible came out in ninety six. Mission Impossible two came out in like two thousand exactly, and then Mission Impossible three like a few years later. I think it was like a four year difference. And then Ghost Protocol was either two thousand eight or two thousand eleven. Yeah, something big like gap. That. Yeah, huge gap. Yeah, I I don't know what the hell convinced them to make it. But I think it was like, oh hey, Die Hard's coming back. A bunch of these other movies coming back. Let's yeah. Bring back Mission Impossible because fuck it, let's try it out. And well, it's probably like, isn't that? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that not when James Bond started to become like probably the new new James Bond? Started oh to come yeah, out? so they're writing. The I'm spy sure that wave. they were trying to like and also one up that. This was like the at the end of like the Bourne supremacy well, like trilogy, and then and, yeah, I made and, another and one. And not yeah. to mention that Tom Cruise does have an, like a connection with a lot of his roles. I mean, it's the whole reason that Top Gun Maverick came out is because oh, yeah. he mm-hmm. was a, such a huge advocate of it. And it actually and worked. He, that movie made a lot of money. Yeah, and <laughs> so him as, e- him as Ethan Hunt. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it 
I know that a lot of it's the same thing. Just wants to play. Funny role enough, again. Uh, it's actually either sixteenth or eighteenth, or it's t- top twenty highest grossing uh, film franchises of all time. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. But I found that a bit curious, and also it makes sense because after you make any trilogy or series of movies beyond like a trilogy. You're bound to definitely gross a good chunk of cash. And like Fast and Furious, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, actually, that's a good question. How high up there is it in terms of high, highest grossing movies? I love Fast and Furious. I know you do. And that's <laughs> why I'm so. I swear to God. I probably, talk, I probably talked about that multiple times on this podcast. I bet. I bet, like, I, I want. I bet there's going to be a point where we're going to sit down and actually have a discussion, like the best like movie franchises, and that's in quality, yeah. not just money, because money does not dictate quality. Fast and Furious is a prime example of that. But I'm getting to a tangent <laughs> now. Getting back to the Mission Impossible piece, one of the things that I was just mentioning earlier is that it would be cool to see not only just the evolution of Ethan Hunt as a character, but also to see how certain, I wouldn't say tropes, but story elements because a good aspect to consider when it comes down to films especially coming in from like the 90s going into like the 2000s there was a definitely a series of like influential like at least just looking at spy movies so the born like trilogy that was definitely a huge one and then mission possible definitely has its influences and then the new james bond films definitely for sure and then just action movies being more bombastic visual effects becoming a lot better you definitely see some of it in this movie which I'll touch upon in just a bit, but it'll be fun to see how Mission Impossible is that thread that continues from like the mid '90s all the way to like the modern day, and seeing the evolution of not only action movies but spy movies. Because yeah. the thing about spy movies that really makes them stand out is that it's that mixture of spectacle and action, but also that intrigue and mystery and heist elements that makes it fun, and that ensemble cast of like cool characters and all that shit. Like that's right. what makes it fun. It's like mixing in different recipes together into a fun story cocktail yeah yeah Yeah. i i am excited like going into this podcast and i even i mean me and oliver try really hard i think we do pretty good by not talking about the movie until we're sitting at the table Mm -hmm. talking to taylor about it (laughs) um but i did say to him like i am worried i'm not gonna have a whole lot to say about this movie right because it's just like a it's just it's just like a fun action movie right and there's not really a whole lot to dissect in it, but it, I am I am excited to kind of see where this franchise goes. Yeah. Um. With that being said, I like. I always heard about the Mission Impossible movies. I know, right? <laughs> I think <laughs> you and I heard about them. Yeah, for yeah. two different reasons. Oh. <laughs> Is one of the Hemsworth brothers in one of these movies? You mean Liam Hemsworth or Chris Hemsworth? Maybe in either like or. One of the newer ones, maybe <clears throat> I don't know. Because I. Re- I like feel like I remember hearing about one of the Hemsworth brothers being in it. Uh, well, probably the worst part of it. <laughs> wow! Damn. Well, if it's Chris Hemsworth, then probably not. Yeah, I don't remember. It would be in Ghost Protocol or, or, or Fallout. Yeah, the one of the newer ones. Well, I wait, think it would wait, be one of this, the newer okay, ones. Okay, this Ghost Protocol. And I think that's and when I started middle, hearing about this, this movie. Fallout. Ghost. The Ghost Protocol is no, four. Not. Yeah. No, there's five. No, there's six. Ghost you have a literally Protocol. the sixth film pack. And it's five films. Ghost Protocol, Fallout. Wait, I thought Fall, Fallout's the one with Henry Cavill, right? Yeah. That's the most recent one, right? Yeah. Then there's one in between. There's Ghost Protocol, there's another one, and then there's Fallout. Are you? Hold on. Positive? Yes, hold on. <laughs> I think it's five. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. 
MI1. There's seven. Well, no, there's seven this year. Yeah, well, that's part one and part two of the new one coming out. Oh. Um, Rogue Nation. I was fucking right. Okay, yeah. Yes, I'm not crazy. Is that in between Fallout and. Yes. I'm not crazy, at least with this movie. (laughs) Franchise. And there is, so there's six then. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And what was the point that we were talking about? Oh, no. Is Chris Chris Hemsworth? I don't care. (laughs) I do. I don't care. Why? No, I think the reason. The, God damn it! The reason <laughs> I think the well, reason. Well, hold why, on, hold on. Yes. What was the so? What was the reason you heard about Mission Impossible, Shannon? Just that Chris Hemsworth. One of the Hemsworth brothers was and in he's it. Cute, and that's it. Well, nobody needs to tell me that he's cute. I know he's cute. Okay, but that, but I'm just saying. I only started hearing about Mission Impossible like a couple years ago, so it has mm. to be one of the new ones. And it was well, because yeah, one of the Hemsworth brothers was in it. Mm. That's sad. Okay. Why did <laughs> I don't you hear know where I was going with yeah, that? Why did, you, why did you hear about Mission Impossible? Just well, because of its influences? And... Yeah, because honestly, Mission Impossible, just like Jurassic Park or even, uh, this is going back a bit, Indiana Jones or any of those other type of movies, it has a relevance in the pulp culture, especially when it comes down to movies that it gets referenced all the time, gets spoofed all the time. It has a presence. So for a movie to have something like that, it has to have some level of resonance. So I wanted to understand what it was. So yeah. Mission Possible and we've is done, one of those movies. We've done a, a lot of that with this podcast, watching movies that I feel like have impacted oh, yeah. pop culture. The biggest thing, at least from my perspective, and one of the reasons why I love like talking about movies, especially in the midst of this podcast, is that this gives me an opportunity to actually catch up on movies I never had the opportunity to actually check out. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can actually catch up and actually talk about these movies and yeah. gain like the knowledge from others and talking with you guys. And if you're Shannon, you haven't seen any movies. Exactly. (laughs) No, and I will say, like, I I do love that we have this podcast because Mm -hmm. I am watching movies I would not watch. And you're watching I'm I'm enjoying them. We've been really lucky. I am enjoying them. We've been really lucky, so I'm not going to... Dude, I saw one of the best movies in my life recently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to circle back really quick just yeah. so people on this podcast don't think I'm dumb because I don't <laughs> think Chris Hemsworth was in it. Maybe he was. Um, all I can find on Google is people talking shit about him. When you look up is Chris Hemsworth in Mission Impossible, they're and they like, just like talk shit. Palm something? Palm Clementhoff? I don't know. Uh, Palm Clementife? Trash talks Chris Hemsworth. It's literally all people trash talking Chris Hemsworth. So good. I don't think he is. <laughs> is he good? I don't know. I just had to circle uh, back to yeah, that I mean, really he's quick. He's more talented of the brothers, right? So. Yeah. But There's actually three of them. No. The older oh. brothers, whatever. I don't Yeah. Care. But going back to what I was saying, like yeah, I, yeah. I do enjoy that we're doing this because I am watching movies I wouldn't normally watch. Yeah. And again, and like I was saying, them. we're watching good movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really lucky, so I should knock on wood. The movies that we've been watching, I mean, I won't, yeah, like I was about to say, I won't, like, announce how many movies we've, we've watched, because who knows when this will come out at this point, but right. we watch a lot of movies just for this podcast, and I don't think we've watched anything that we've just yeah, dunked we've on. Yeah, we found really. some yeah. aspect of value from each of the movies, even yeah. the ones where we were like, it ain't the greatest, but we found something, and right. that's worthwhile. Well, and it's so funny is, like, I mean, Oliver and I first started getting along by talking about movies. Like, we always talked about movies at work. It was, like, mm-hmm. the one thing that we 
got along. Okay, don't say about one thing. <laughs> Music. It was the catalyst. <laughs> we hated each other no. at work. Um, <laughs> but we always bonded over movies. And obviously over the years, we've found out that I'm not as much of a movie geek as Oliver is. And I thought that I was. So it is nice to like watch these movies that like Apparently, everybody knows about, but oh, I, I don't. Oh, I God. Oh, the amount of times I've had conversations with friends, and they're like, oh, yeah, this movie is like freaking awesome. Like, never seen it. Like, what the? It's like they That's had a Shannon, moment of shock. You're like, movie. what the? Like, what? I literally, I'm, I sh- should not even be on a podcast about movies. <laughs> I literally watched Star Wars for the first time a year ago, two years ago. To be fair, yeah, two years ago. To be fair, I mean, that's. I watched be, Indiana yeah. Jones. I, I just finished I made Indiana, her Jones. Watch Indiana Jones. To be fair, uh, first be, time like a week ago. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I don't even want to go into this list because it's like endless. Of yeah, movies sure, that sure. She hasn't but, seen. but but it's cool. But, I like. I, yeah. It is. Ex- it is fun. Yeah. And then you get to watch movies like like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it and we get to kick off this whole series of movies that you'll which we'll get is to watch actually exciting because it's like having that Netflix like binge moment where you're like, oh hey, I keep hearing about this show. Like it's like Game of Thrones. And like keep alleged- hearing about the show that's so great. And allegedly they only get better. Which is I'm not gonna say anything which about is anything. Really I have we've already mentioned this, but to me it's really exciting because mm-hmm. it feels like it's rare yeah. for yeah. a film franchise I've heard, to I've, get better. I've heard Mission Impossible Fallout. Is and I have, I've actually never seen this. Mm-hmm. So this is new for oh. fun. Mission Impossible Fallout I've heard is supposed to be one of like the best action movies ever made. Okay, so hold up. Now, I don't want to. We shouldn't even linger on it. No, because we don't even know. We don't fair, know. We haven't fair, watched fair. it. I'm just. This is kind of our time capsule because we yeah. have to. You know, we'll see how we feel in the future. Hi, future Oliver. Like, you know, like, no, this is fun. I do like this because, like, obviously, I think this is a little more different. Like, this is different than all of our other podcasts because. Mm. I don't feel like we're like kind of breaking it down piece by piece, but it is no. kind of hard with action movies mm-hmm. like this because it is just kind of like a fun movie to watch. Right. But it is cool because we can like talk about how good this movie is, but right. then like maybe in a month, maybe less than a month, see the progression of like where this franchise has gone. Exactly. And another thing about at least this movie in particular is that this movie has history, not only in terms of the source material, but also in terms of its relevance and how it's evolved over time. Mm -hmm. And it's a unique case study in terms of films because not only is it one of those films that evolves over time, but how it evolves and what it adopts and how it changes Mm-hmm. It's going to be fascinating to analyze it with each of the films. So once we have Fallout in, so once we actually record the Fallout episode, we have seen all the movies mm-hmm. and have a lot to talk about. So yeah. it'll be fun to dissect and it gonna, and see. Yeah, how it'll it also really be interesting like, because we'll have watched, out. as you clarified, five movies between then and now. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what sticks out to us from each of them because it's yeah. all going to mold together into yeah. one giant you know, experience. Yeah. Um, spoiler. Mm. Yeah. John Voight is a killer. John Voight is a killer. <laughs> I was, okay. waiting for it. I was, yeah. I was, <laughs> he is a killer. I was about right. to just, like, okay, should we talk about Yeah, no, let's go. Let's Jim go Phelps it. is the killer. So, and, and the one thing that I have mm, to say yeah. as we get right back on track <laughs> is that yeah. there's lots of, 
it is probably my only. You, I don't, you didn't even give our listeners a chance nope. to pause. No. You're like, spoiler, he's yeah. the killer. Yeah, yeah, he's like, eh. Yeah. Uh, so, I would assume the, at this point yeah. they would have watched the He's the killer, the or they've they've stopped listening at this point because we've been ranting and raving about all no, the, everything. No, no, then people movie. still listening. <laughs> Those that are still listening, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, he, Jim Phelps is the killer, the previous boss to Ethan Hunt, right? Mm hmm. I think I have one major gripe with this movie like oh, one Jesus. major Ooh. gripe with Ooh. this movie okay. I it's love when Oliver has a gripe with movie it's related to that reveal okay um, so like the end think. like the actual reveal oh you're talking about the scene where it's revealed or yes. when like okay I or see. when okay. Ethan Hunt okay re- like that okay so let me explain okay. before okay <clears throat> essentially what happens is um Ethan Hunt seemingly by chance runs into Jim Phelps, uh, as he's making the call to the CIA agent, saying, "Hey, I've got the knock list." Right? Can I cut you off real quick? It's it, not it's actually a part of by this. chance, but it's a part of this because earlier on, he went back to their apartment, their like little hideout or whatever in London. Yeah, we're talking about the Bible. N- not necessarily. Okay. He has like a dream where he walks into the apartment. Oh, that's in the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're talking very, about way very, back. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when he runs into him by chance, he thinks I was he's like, hallucinating again, right? Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I, again? Yeah. That's why I, I just picked, wanted to point that out. Yeah, that's yeah what I thought he was like I was hallucinating thinking. as well. He's so like, I'm kind oh, of, oh, it's real. I'm, I'm kind of, okay, so he runs into him in, in this train station, I think it is actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jim Phelps is talking to Ethan Hunt at this table, basically saying, oh, I survived this shooting. Um, yeah, like, you know, catching up on everything. Oh, is Claire alive? All these different things. And while Jim, while Ethan is explaining to Jim kind of like what happened in the play-by-play, you are, you're, you're seeing on screen what Ethan is thinking in his head, and he is coming to the realization that Jim Phelps is the killer right like that jim he's Fel- piecing jim it Phelps all together is the mole yeah you're seeing it on screen it's like these flashes as he's describing kind of like he's like figuring happened. out it's making sense he's is piecing that, like is that what you didn't so, like so it, he's like piecing it together and he's kind of like oh the killer must have done this and the killer must have done this and right like but at the same it. time he's playing it out it's like yeah krieger he, totally did it yeah. no he the jim actually did it Fuck. yeah it must have been krieger yeah. but then it shows jim doing it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because as shannon astutely picked up on that i didn't and i forgot about Krieger's knife is the same knife that killed. Yeah. Oh, yes. And so Shen I wanted to talk about it. And Oliver, like, obviously you knew yeah. that that was a huge piece. But when but I, I saw that knife, I was like, that that's the same knife. And he's like, no, it's not. Or I don't even know. That was good. That was good. That's cool that she picked it up. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm like not, I'm not could... usually good at that, but I picked up on it real quick. Yeah, so then when so... The, the big and, reveal and happened, I was yeah. like, hey! I was right. And, so, and that's and that's like you know that's one of the reveals. The other is that the Bible is from the hotel that Jim stayed. Yeah. In. Um, so the Bible one confused me a little bit. But so this is kind of coming into like the one, and it's like kind of a major gripe for me. Yeah, I'm curious about that, this gripe. So he's he's playing this play by play in his mind. He's telling Jim one thing, and then in his mind, like in the flashbacks, you're seeing he's like realizing yeah. a different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so now you've put together, oh shit, Jim is the. He's, he's the, the one. one right? He's the bad guy. Um, and then they go to the train. It's kind of the setup yeah. where they like set up the train where he meets. Oh, he's no, gonna meet the yeah. mole on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the person that he was going to sell it to is also on the train. And it's kind of like all the characters coming together in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, Bullet train he, in one scene. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Claire is there. And, and Ethan tricks Claire into... Oh, my God. That is bullet into, train in one scene. Oh, my yeah. fucking God. And he, and he tricks... You know, Ethan tricks Claire by wearing a mask of Jim's face. Mm. Um, this is all suffice to say that my biggest gripe is that the reveal should have been then. At the end of the movie... The flashbacks, the realization, I you don't have to agree, but I firmly believe that it would have been way more satisfying. I no, I do not, agree. Had had yeah, when, you're Jim, saying when Jim like said, when them Jim, sitting at that diner, he would have had flashbacks at the end of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when Jim steps out of the shadows with the gun, that is when it should have been like. But shown then, what but happened. then, but then, Ethan Hunt, acting like him. Wouldn't have happened. But we don't see that happen. We don't see that set up. We don't see him make the mask or put the mask on. What? T- okay, so mm. here's my perfect ending of Mission Impossible, right? I was mm. thinking about this a lot. Like, just like... So here's what happens, Going right? off on a... You, you never see Ethan on the train. Here's... Okay, this is yeah. my... This is the fan fiction version, right? Okay. okay. So, uh, everything happens the exact same way on the train. When he meets Jim in the train station, there is no, like, flashback conversation. He just Mm -hmm. has the exact same conversation where you can see Ethan figuring it out, but Mm -hmm. it's not shown to the viewers, Mm -hmm. right? right? Uh, Everything happens on the train the exact same way. Mm -hmm. And then when Claire walks in the shadows and she's she's like, oh, you know, Ethan is coming or whatever it is, and he pulls the mask off, and he's kind of like, I'm disappointed in you, Claire. Like, I was Mm -hmm. hoping that you were actually on my side. Yeah. And then Jim steps out from the shadows and has the gun. That is when, because Ethan turns to Jim and is like, I knew it was you the whole time, blah, 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 and explains it kind of a second time. That is when the... So you wish that as the audience, we would have seen him just like, uh, oh, agreeing that the CSI agent or whatever was... CIA. CIA. Yeah, because they're both CSI. Yeah. CIA yeah! person. Was I, yeah, I one. would have liked there to be, I see if you saying. hadn't picked up on it by then, I would have liked there to be ambig- ambiguity into the yeah. ending. Because no, I agree. Because it's still playing into the fact that the CIA agent, I can't remember his name, that yeah. he might be the bad guy. Yeah, But I you agree. know as the viewer that he's not. No, I agree. That, it would that's make a good the point. ending a mm. lot more tense. It so, would add a lot more tension to it. I thought Claire was the bad guy the whole right, time. Right, because she's the only one that and fucking I thought survived. She was like, like, yo, what And the she was having an affair with... Well, she that was, was the beat that was like hitting that throughout Kreger, the course of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? The one with the knife? You thought she was having an affair with him? I don't know, because I, yeah. well, oh, I knew the knife was a part of it. And then... I knew something was fishy with Claire. Well, she was set up to be flirting with Ethan. Oh, yes, yeah, exactly. Like point, so, yeah. like, I was like, okay, she's something's fishy with her. She's sketchy. And then the knife. Yeah. I was like, mm, is there something weird going on here? Yeah. So I, I was a little shocked when it was him. So one of the things that comes into mind about this is that I, mean, I hear what you're saying, but I think the reason why they chose to reveal the realization that. Ethan was experiencing when he was talking to Jim because and I bet you've definitely seen this quite more often in certain movies especially thrillers is that the reveal of a character understanding what's going on in like the mid to like two-thirds of the movie creates that tension for the audience where it's like oh shit how the fuck are they going to figure out how to get out of this because that's one of the elements that makes it fascinating when it comes down to like any type of like say heist or mystery or thriller type movies that when the character knows what's going on but they're like, oh, I'm kind of fucked. 
how do they figure For their sure. way out of it? That's that's a unique element. I, I, that adds I, like extra tension. I right? totally agree. I, I want to point out really quick because I do feel like, and I agree with you. I think that that would probably be a better reveal in the movie. Um, but I do feel like at that point, mm-hmm. as as a viewer, we don't really know for sure if Ethan hunts a mole or not. Do we not? No, yeah, we do. We know. No, he's no, not no. For sure. Yeah, we know. Yeah, he's not for the sure. Mole. But, but, this movie's but not the what, type where. But like, what indicates that? Just him, just like he's our protagonist the whole time. Yeah, he's also uh, like. Mm. He's also he's also pretty clear to be like I mean I I'm think the only one like I think we know but we don't like factually we don't know no who we don't we don't know that the CIA leader guy that he's not the mole yeah the only so time for sure but I do feel like Krieger at, at that mole. point with him meeting meeting him in the restaurant with the aquarium he we don't know for sure. Who is the mole? But even, right. but even, and and he is being framed as the mole, and I think him going back and like. But we also get to see again? it all from his perspective in the beginning. We get to see that all he's devastated, and all of his people die. He's, right, he's never on board with, and that. that's the biggest clue and is I that think, he actively did not even, participate but in the death. He's also the only one that survived. But let's say also, yeah, Air but he also points survives. that out. But he also points that out as like. I'm the only one that survived. And you know that he only survived by chance, basically, because yeah. he had... But let's say that you're right. Let's say that there is no indication that he's not the mole. Then even better reason to say that for the reveal at the end. Yeah. Actually, I, I just you know, realized something else, too. You know how, throughout the course of the team getting executed, that there was a clear setup to take everyone out? What was the setup to take out Ethan? Am I, like, missing that entirely? Because I've had like at least like a decent chunk of like woo the spirit to me, but um <laughs> well he wasn't where he was supposed to be. Oh, because he wasn't aborting and walking away from the mission. Yeah. Okay, I see what you mean by he that. He was pursuing. <clears throat> he was pursuing that guy. And that was and the point in the which building. they. So they was were he supposed to one aborting with uh, when they were aborted the mission? They were supposed to get in the escape car and leave. Oh. And the escape car blows up. So because he was, well, yeah, that's mm-hmm. another example of how. I feel like this is the case with, at least with, like, Top Gun and Mission Possible, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is consistent with some of Tom Cruise's characters in movies, but the character that he often portrays is the one that is willing to do the mission regardless of whatever the fuck circumstances, like, fuck the rules, I'm going to do it anyway, and as a result, that kind of puts him in a fuck situation, but also saves him at the same time, so it might be curious if that was, again, an example of, yes, he's a very, he can be reckless at times, but that's actually the thing that kind of saved his life, so. Yeah, I think... That's, I mean, that's really my my only major gripe. It's like I just the feel way like they portrayed you like the, the twist. So much tension by that reveal, and not to mention that there's not even a lot of tension in that reveal. Yeah, because it's it, like, oh it's yeah, kind no, of that like makes he sense. just realizes it, it, and and when he's realizing it, you, the, I guess the tension is supposed to be that you know Jim is trying to figure out if Ethan knows that's right, him or right. not. That's and kind of the tension. How is Ethan supposed to get out of it? And right. also for a character that's that that intelligent. As he's betrayed throughout the course of the film, he is able to pick up things fairly quickly once he's given enough evidence. So, would it be a disservice to the character's own intelligence for that to be carried off at the end? Like, I don't know. Like, I, 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 guess I mean, I, I guess I kind of see the why they did it. I'm yeah. not saying it ruins the movie, but right. I just like. I think you could go either way, and it would be decent. I. What do you mean, <laughs> like the the actual movie that we got and the versus the alternative approach? No, I'm I'm, I'm not saying it that ruins it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that like it. Part of the 
fun of the movie is this kind of whodunit. And it's it's interesting because as you're watching it, there are hints there that show you who it is, right? Yeah. So like when he has the meeting with Jim, that should be probably enough for a keen-eyed viewer to be like, oh shit, he's still alive and that Bible right. was under his name and you know X, Y, and Z and all these different things. Um, but I just think the payoff would have just been better if at that moment at the very end... That's one of the reveal was. But, but it does agree. kick off a pretty cool action scene, honestly. Oh, true, yeah. true. But isn't it also the other case, too? And I think more contemporary films, especially in the last, like, 15, 20 years, have been trying to do this, where when certain characters, especially main characters, are exposed and recognize the true information at, like, the two-thirds point of the film, and like, oh, shit, how do I go about the rest of this? It's, it's one thing if you don't know when you get it at the very end, but it's another thing when you do know when you're like, Oh, what the fuck am I going to do now? Like, how a character reacts and responds to information and dilemmas is, like, not only character-defining, but also Mm -hmm. fascinating to explore. And that, in of itself, might be, again, the element that makes another way to portray an exciting experience in in the story. Yeah, I think... uh, I think the the shift that would happen in in my ending would be Mm -hmm. that the kind of world crushing realization would be on John Boyd's character. Oh, like to realize Ethan. like, oh, I was being played the whole time. Yeah. yeah. It, it would does be on Claire him. die? Yeah. Yeah. She, she like straight up like actually killed. dies. Yeah. yeah. yeah like like, like straight up like shoo like she she shot. Yeah. I know. Is she gonna come back all over? No. No. He's not looking me in the eye. <laughs> oh I can't wait. Yo, to I watched like Mr. Poshful like four and she comes back I'm like, know. yo, god damn it. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like it has been hard to talk about this movie as one. Yeah, maybe recognizing that it's a part of a series. That's yeah, like it's a, yeah. don't don't get me wrong. I think it's a good movie. But it wasn't but made to it, exactly. It's not made to just be one movie on its yeah. own. So well, no, like, it is made to be just one movie on its own. What? Like, like they didn't plan to have sequels. Like, is that what you're saying? I, I, you'll just have to watch it. Like, I don't, huh? I don't think. Yeah, that maybe they, we do just need to watch. It's it. It's not like you necessarily. I think if. I'll, let me say this. Mm-hmm. I think that if you are going, if you're going to watch the next six movies, under the impression that there's going to be like some interwoven, so Claire's not going to come back between all of them. <laughs> if you're expecting that, I, mean, I, get I it, think but, that know. you'll be a little bit disappointed. It there, yes, it's the same character and whatever. Claire's not coming it, back. God damn. I mean, I bet it's the same case with like if you think about it, Fast and Furious is very similar. Yeah, Fast yeah. and Furious is the exact. Oh my same god, way. that's actually yeah, you're absolutely. Right. I mean, to a certain extent, Skyfall is kind of that way, too. Each one is kind of its own... You mean James Bond Skyfall? Yeah. Not just Skyfall. I guess I meant the Daniel Craig James Bond. Was Skyfall supposed to be, like, the last one for the Daniel Craig? Really? Oh, shit. But I guess what I'm saying is that that trilogy, if we're not talking about Spectre and A Good Uh, Day to mm, Die or whatever mm. that last one is... um, Damn, that needs to be... if, If... I mean, each one of those are kind of their own movie. Yeah. But there are like elements that are connect each one, yeah. and that that is very much what like Mission Impossible is. Yeah. It's not like yeah. the story is continuing through six movies. It's more yeah. like each one is its own movie that has elements that are continuing. So, so does Claire come back? No, goddamn, we'll find <laughs> out kidding. and fall out. But with that being said, I think this. Do you think it's a good point for us to talk about like our? general feelings about the film in overall. Like, yeah, I mean, we're kind of at the end. You yeah. were you were hinting you were hinting throughout the whole thing about the shitty CGI of the helicopter at the end. <laughs> so that's what you so, were trying to get. So, yeah. okay, so in terms of just a quick note about the VFX, which was actually pretty fascinating to explore, the fact that this was mid-90s and right before Jurassic Park came out, because apparently Jurassic Park came out the year after. But 
It was interesting seeing the quality of the VFX when it came down to, like, say, the mask reveals and stuff like that. It wasn't too bad. I really didn't think it was that bad at yeah, all. Yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't mind it, it at all. all. I mean, there were some points where I was like, yeah, that could be refined a little bit, but it's 90s, and they only had so much in terms mm-hmm. of technology, and they did pretty solid. And even with the helicopter scene, I thought that was actually fine, too. With what they did, not bad. It's funny, too, because the amount of disassociation that can occur when you see bad, like, VFX... Like, at least for me, there was not as much of a disassociation, maybe it's because I recognize it was 90s, compared to stuff I've seen, like, fairly recently, where I was like, that was rough, like, oh, shit. I think, I think for me, I, so I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's, the reason I don't notice it as much is it's not nearly, besides that very end scene, they don't Mm -hmm. really use that much CGI. Which is And it's kind of, when it is in there, it's kind of, well, it's the 90s, too, they didn't have as, as convincing. I will, to the day I die, I will always say that practical effects, no matter what, just look better than CGI. That's they why Star Wars is so realistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why Terminator 2 is considered one of the best sci-fi action movies of all time, because, like, all the crashes and the explosions are all real. Oh, shit, I need to watch behind the scenes on that. Okay. Are you anyways, serious? Yeah, like when they fly the helicopter underneath the bridge, that actually mm-hmm. was a real thing I do that know happened. that. Oh, my but, God. But <laughs> many, I guess the point is, is that I don't want this to be, like, the CGI tangent. But right. Because they don't use it, it is more convincing throughout the whole movie so that mm-hmm. when they do use it at the end, yes, it's noticeable, but I think it's easier to forgive it. It's easier yeah. to be like, okay, yeah. And and again, yeah. for the 90s, I, mean, I don't I, think it's I think that I can bad. understand yeah. where Taylor's coming from. Like, I it, I don't think it bu- bugged me that much, mm-hmm. but it was noticeable. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> And it I, is. It's the 90s, yeah. too. So it's like, definitely 90s. You know, I want... But I guess what I, the only thing I'm saying is, yeah, there are obviously some scenes at the end where it's like, oh, God, this, yeah. this is not great. But then there's also scenes with CGI at the end where I was like, oh, that's pretty, pretty good. good. I've, right. I've seen worse CGI in modern movies. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess that's the only point that I'm trying to make is, is it's, a it's more passable enough yeah. at, at the end of this movie. And... and so the one thing that I just wanted to note is that speaking of the final aspects of the film, the train sequence, I wonder so from my understanding, looking at some of the behind the scenes behind the film, because I wanted to just because I love behind the scenes stuff, they shot a lot of the blue screen type of scenes at the very beginning, because film production, they always like film things out of order. And I think the train sequence was actually one of them. And I'm really curious, like, how much of that was like how much of that was like practical and they didn't actually put him on the train like shoot that guy down like 200 miles an hour because a that'd be funny but two but there's god no there's but, absolutely uh, giant fans yeah blowing like them, the like, serious you, actual yeah. like, it's like you feel here's, the, here's like, a hot take here's a hot take yeah the speed in which this train is going is translated far better in mission impossible one than it is in the new bullet train movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. They are outside of the train. It's like it it looks and feels exactly what you think it would be like, like to be on top. Of I know the train. with yeah. bullet train, they try their best to show like the difficulty of trying to maneuver yourself and navigate if you're I'm outside about of a train. Straight up wind. I'm yeah, no, yeah, I, I and wind. I agree. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even think Face about that aspect, wind. but like when yeah. I was watching Mission Impossible, I was like, oh shit! Like I was like on the edge of my seat like yeah 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 uh is he gonna just fall off and die yeah. because it was it was so realistic yeah there's points where he's like point like in bullet train, train like it 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 doesn't it doesn't feel that realistic yeah yeah it's it's the it's why practical is just 
I feel so like much better. So much better because yeah. you get to recognize the authenticity of not only not only like the way like the fabric moves or like the individual actors or stuntmen, whichever the like case may Tom be. Tom Cruise's face just like exactly the wind. those like yeah. minor details <laughs> that adds to the reality. He takes of the off his jacket and he goes whipping off his back yeah. into the like, exactly yeah. those little details where it's like oh shit this is like this is happening like oh yeah. shit like the way that he's like struggling to like keep himself connected to the train as he's holding on by like basically his fingertips and like damn that's like legit yeah. and well it, and there's like it, I mean it's a pretty long scene with him maybe not long scene but like a long moment of him like trying to figure out what the fuck he's gonna do yeah he's like holding on to the train exactly and, like, he's like no I'm here back at what he's doing <laughs> and that makes it feel so real exactly like, yeah I mean I can only none of us would fucking do that but I right, can only right. imagine if we were to do that we'd be like what the fuck and, am I doing and like trying to figure it out and so it just makes it feel more real not even just the wind and everything uh, in that aspect but just like you can just see what's going yeah, through Ethan, his mind exactly Ethan yeah. Hunt is a human being and yeah. it's like yeah. very clear throughout this that he is a human being yeah, yeah. he does feel mortal not yeah. like he's doing these impos- necessarily impossible things mm-hmm. he's like and part of that has to do with as much as we bag on Tom Cruise jokingly yeah. part of it has to do with the fact that he's doing these things like these yeah. actual stunts it's not a CGI body double or something it's like him and I, and I honestly right. think to a degree that might be one of the reasons why he does it because it adds that authenticity and it's like another form of method acting for him being able to portray it in his characters because yeah. if you're actually in that experience like oh shit I'm on this train oh shit I don't know what I'm doing and god fuck it I gotta figure something out like that Translate or, to the or, to the expression. Or if you're actually clamped onto a train set and you have oh, yeah. a massive like yeah, fan yeah, yeah. blowing wind in your face, it's probably going to be intense. Enough yeah, of the too. same experience probably for you. Like yeah, that reaction makes yeah. it feel real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I did want to ask Taylor, mm-hmm. not Oliver, because you've seen this before, uh, so it's a little bit different. Damn. Sorry, you're just out of this. Damn. Um, do you think the hype was deserved? Because obviously, this is mm. a movie. You and I have both heard about, right. heard about, but we haven't watched before. So, in terms of setting the foundation for the Mission Possible series, like it's a solid action movie. It's nothing mm-hmm. spectacular though, and that's the thing, which again makes me really intrigued and excited for the sequels because they're known for their stunts. And for whatever reason, I keep thinking of Mission Impossible Two as the one where Tom Cruise has long hair. Uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, so that's like the game changer. But right. one of the things I did do some research on is and I also found this a bit fascinating is that because this was a adaptation from a TV series I wanted to see how the original cast who was still alive when this movie came out how they felt about the movie especially mm-hmm. with the fact that the main the main villain who turns out to be Jim Phelps who is played by John Voight is the bad guy and is the traitor he's again the main leader during the course of the TV series so I was mm-hmm. like curious to see what that reaction would be and too pre-predicted, it was not received well. One of the things that a lot of the original cast members reflected was that the change in Jim Phelps being the bad guy, that was like, no, he will never do that. That's like, or something of that nature. It was like Mm -hmm. really shocking. And also the change from the TV series focusing on like mind games and manipulation and just the TV show was much more on intrigue and just social manipulation versus pure action. And that deviation, you mean understandable because film and all that jazz, that deviation was something that was really striking. But I'm curious to see 
because just from my own understanding of like trailers and general just the story of the more recent films, I think they might have focused more on of the intrigue elements a bit more, at least since Ghost Protocol, that, and as well as the action. But I don't know. So, actually, Oliver, can you Do give you... us a bit of like a sense of like if that's true? No. Damn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you... Do you think so? I guess to you, do you feel like like from all the things you've heard about it, did this movie live up to it? It definitely garnered the appropriate amount of, I would say, like you know, recognition does, that it does deserved. It, do you get it? Do you I, understand why? Like, if this was like literally like the like a hot spy movie that you know this might have been doing a mini no, Goldeneye might have come out around this time. I'm like thinking about because this was when Pierce Brosnan's mm. James Bond was starting to come out, so. This would have fit well within that spy resurgence. So, yeah, it would have been just fine in terms of being able to capture the audience during the 90s. And it to would have. You. Do I? Like, do I like appreciate it for the film that it is? Like, you, you know, you, <laughs> earlier we had talked about like how we, you had both specifically, had mm. always heard about this movie. Do mm. you think that it was deserved from everything oh. you heard? Eh, it's an all right movie. Okay. But it we'll gives it me excited that. for the sequels okay we'll leave it at that it's good like taster to start everything i think i feel very similar to taylor Mm. maybe not as eh about it (laughs) (laughs) i like this is a fun movie Mm -hmm. like it is a fun movie to watch and i think for a 1996 movie and i mean i guess take this with a grain of salt because obviously like i said before the only spy movies I ever watched was Spy Kids. Oh my God. So I don't know. Oh but I feel Have you like not seen a James Bond film in your life? I swear to God. I've seen like the newer ones. Like you've seen Casino Royale, right? Let's not get on this tangent. Uh, she probably um, Oh, God, no. I don't know. Probably not. Oh. Um, but I feel like for a 1996 movie, like it is a fun, good movie. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I am more excited. More excited? Is that gram- grammatically correct? Fuck it. We're tipsy Anyways, at this point. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm more excited to like see where it goes. Yeah. Like, I do feel so like it I. is. Yeah, I feel like it started off for mm. a 1996 movie. It started off really good, yeah. Mm. Yeah. in my I opinion. Know. Part of, but what... I know that it's going to be better. Well, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, part of the I feel like we... <laughs> it will be better. Part of the reason we took this journey was to reach Fallout. Yeah, yeah. we and didn't. We didn't. Now the new we didn't watch this movie and record this episode just to talk about this one movie. Yeah. So, like I said earlier, this is kind of like the time capsule. And then we'll meet up again after Mm -hmm. we've watched all of them and capture how we feel about the whole series. So that actually brings... Up until the newest ones. So that actually brings a unique question for Oliver because you've seen the movies before and then... Long time ago. Long time ago. Reintroducing to them with your now expanded knowledge of movies and understanding more of the... Just the cinematic elements of just that goes behind movies. What was your impression looking back at like this film from 96 and prior to all the modern day action movie stuff? Like what was your feelings about it? Yeah. I mean, I feel, I honestly feel pretty similarly to both of you. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think that this movie is a lot of fun. Like I put it that way. Like it's a lot of fun. I it's, it's a movie that I enjoy watching. It's not Mm -hmm. a movie that I hate. It's not a movie that I, would never watch again or I only need to watch once. Like yeah. I totally will throw on, I mean, there's a reason I bought the whole collection because I do enjoy these movies. Mm-hmm. I'll put them on. Like it's a great movie that you can put on. And although 
yes, the first time you watch it, you do need to play, pay close attention, like mm-hmm. like we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Once you know what's happening, it's a movie you can put on and kind of like maybe do some other stuff and yeah. tune in at the really interesting Is parts. it just like, like that type of movie where... It's like on TNT or TBS, and you probably like, oh yeah, I'll put on I mean, back I on. Maybe, I would give it like, like maybe a little more credit than just that. Like I think <laughs> it's, I don't think it's like a movie that has no merit, or like a movie that you couldn't sit down and watch seriously. Like I totally mm. would sit down and watch this again. Like mm-hmm. like we just fair said. Enough. I mean, fair enough. Part of it is like the reveal is fun. You can go back and like see what you can pick up on a second time, but. Yeah. Also, I just think it's like a fun movie. It's cool to see where it kicked off. It's cool to see where Tom Cruise became kind of the action star. Yeah, yeah um, that is cool. The stunts are cool. The practical practical effects are cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot here that's really cool. Is it perfect to me? No, I no, it's not. I'm not like there's no there's no convincing me otherwise. It's not a perfect movie. It's not you know. It's not the best spy movie of all time, but it's for mm-hmm. the movie that came out in 1996. Yeah, I really enjoy it. So that actually goes into the culmination of all of this. What would you guys rate this film? It's exactly what I was going to say. Hey! I think we should start with Oliver. I don't think I should go because no, I think you should go no, because we, you've seen it already. Okay, you go first, Taylor. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I w- three out of five. Yeah, that was pretty quick. Three out of five. Yep. Yeah. So like I'm. <laughs> I think I'm probably at a three to three and a half is where I was sitting. Yeah, choose I one. Will, I'm, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I'll leave it at three and a half. I Why the fuck are you giving it that extra half? Uh, <laughs> like, why am I because because this is the movie that kicked off a six movie franchise and it is good enough to be just that. Well, here's a question: Is it this movie or the third movie? Because the question. Well, let me. I'll answer this. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a three and a half, too. Oh, my fucking God, why? Yeah. I, <laughs> is it a perfect movie, like Oliver was saying? No. Mm. But it is a fun movie, and for, like, for being a 1996 movie, like, it is it is good. And there are, there are scenes in this movie that I genuinely su- hyper enjoy. Like, the, the heist scene in the CIA, that is a scene that I mm-hmm. love. That's not that's just like, legit. That's, that's actually not, pretty dope. That's yeah. not me just being like, ah, for 1996, like, I don't care when. That's just a good scene. And when I say, yeah. when yeah. I, yeah. No, uh, when I yeah. say like, for it being a 1996 movie, I'm talking about like all the stunts and all the practical effects and everything else. Like, minus that, like, it's just an entertaining movie. It's a good movie. It oh, doesn't yeah. matter. It, is, it doesn't matter. It's a quintessential, like, it's, entertaining, like, blockbuster yeah. type of movie. Yeah. Is there things that I think could be improved? Yes. Yeah. And that's why it's not a five, four star movie. And that's why Ghost Protocol exists. But mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. I was able to actually sit through it and watch it, which is not <laughs> something I normally can do if I'm not in the right mood. And yeah. I'm not going to lie, when me and Oliver watched this movie, I didn't fucking want to watch it. I wanted to go to bed. <laughs> and the fact that I was like interested and stayed up shows that it was... Like it actually captured your interest yeah. enough yeah, that you're like, like I'll, I'll actually sit down and watch the rest of it, you know? Yeah, yeah I it it's a movie that I definitely <laughs> will would plug in again. For a second, I thought you were just going to end with like, it's a movie. It, <laughs> is, also, it is It is a also movie. a movie. It is a film. <laughs> and I will leave it at, I'm interested <laughs> to see... What you guys think of what the if it next just gets few worse, movies? Taylor. Watch that as a secret. Yeah, no, it has a downhill <laughs> dip, but it gets back up. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm interested to see what you think of the next few movies compared to the first one. I honestly that makes like, me nervous. I really want to actually watch like the rest of the movies like real quick. Like I'm gonna actually like, binge watch them like really let's quick. binge watch it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, <laughs> I'm drunk and need to go to yeah, bed. Yeah, like for real, I don't like, even think I've made sense this whole podcast <laughs> because that espresso martini was Yo, way that too shit strong. Hit. That shit hit. Let me see that ball. <laughs> so y'all finished the whole espresso martini. Forty proof, twenty percent. I also had three glasses of wine before. Okay, I was about to say like three glasses of wine before. I thought if you didn't say before, I was like, how the fuck did you have three glasses of wine? I saw you. You're across from me right now. How the fuck did you have three glasses of wine? Holy shit! As before, you came here. Okay, that makes you more know sense. we don't count pre-glasses, Shannon. Well, so you've had. I just want people to know I'm not a lightweight. <laughs> I'm not just. Apparently, I am. Drunk off of so you've had your glass of espresso martini and yes. your glass of wine. Taylor, yeah. did you had a refill? No, but to be fair, we did add extra stuff to the espresso <laughs> martini. Yeah, we added so, extra stuff to it, and it made it hot. Fucking garbage. For, any of the, for those that do not like coffee, then don't add extra stuff. Yeah, for those that golfer. do love coffee, yeah, goddamn. I thought the espresso martini without all the extra shit that was added <laughs> to it was actually pretty good. You yeah. don't know anything. Yeah, it's all yeah. chunky. And anyways, <laughs> I have had my, I've had two thirds of my espresso martini and I have had a glass of wine. Yes, I'm pretty much done with my glass of wine. And Shannon has had her, she's had a, one and three fourths glasses of wine. Is that right? Four fifths, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And a glass of espresso martini. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> this has been a very chaotic episode uh, of Cinema Hangover, but you know, it's been fun. I'm excited to get a chance to return to the discussion of Mission Impossible because I'm fascinated to see what the. There's Apparently a the real greatest... good chance that the people listening to this will get the next episode of Mission Impossible Cinema Hangover podcast probably following it. That's true. Yep. That's true. So yeah, um, thanks for, for those who are excited. Listening. <laughs> yes, thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our thoughts on the rest of the series and stick around for any more exciting discussions on amazing film franchises. For sure. Well, this has been Oliver. <laughs> this has been Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> And that's Shannon. Cheers. Oh, my God. And this is Taylor. So thank you very much and have an amazing day. Later, Peace. y'all. <laughs> hey, everyone. If you want more Cinema Hangover, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We also post episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. If you have any movie suggestions or questions, drop a comment on any of our social medias. Also, if you have any drink recommendations, be sure to let us know. And again, thank you for listening.